by the name of Nadia. Hello. Hello, Nadia. I feel like I made it. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was going to say to the top floor, but then we're on the bottom floor. Yeah, because I live above you. You you do. Below me, and I hear everything. I know you do. Not kidding. From diarrhea to sex. Everything. The range. The good, the bad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, today's episode is called Your Questions Answered, Mm -hmm. and you are the lucky person to sit and answer questions with me because I think you have a really great sense of everything, humor, sense of like Actuality, like just. I will good. take that. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, because usually I'm not an adult, so it's gonna be nice to pretend for a little bit. But also, you don't have to adult. I like this. Why would you want to be something that you're not? Okay, good. Yeah, good. Are you ready? I'm 100% ready now. Okay, perfect. Okay, so today's questions mm-hmm. are actually like um, a series of questions, all from the same person. Okay. And she goes, hi, my name is Tracy, and I'm an avid fan of your show. I feel like I've been looking for such an informative platform by open-minded people, and finally, I have found it. I'm 19, and I have some questions about sex. I recently started having sex with my boyfriend, who's 21. We started having sex after about two months of dating. So my first question goes, was it too early? Did we move too fast? Um, We're going to get back to that. I'm just going to read the second Mm -hmm. question. My second question is, what should happen if my boyfriend is in the mood for sex and I'm just not in the mood? My boyfriend is always, in caps lock, ready, regardless of the place or the time. That is not the case for me. From my research, I understand that men need sex. Need in capital letters. Mm -hmm. As in, it's not just a want, it's a need. They apparently need it in order to function. So what should happen in such a case? Sometimes I think that denying him sex hurts him deeply. I feel like it might make him feel undesired or make him think that I'm getting satisfaction from someone else. But at the same time, I don't like the idea of doing it just for him. I think I should do it for myself too. Finally, I need to understand sex and intimacy. I need to understand why I have sex and its importance. I just need a deeper understanding of this whole subject so that in future relationships, I start having sex with my partner with a deeper understanding of why we're getting intimate and not just because he wants us to. Could I please get a uh, reply as soon as possible? Thanks in advance. Keep up the good job. Look at that. So articulate. Get it, girl. She really is. Wow, that's a lot of fucking questions. It really is. So I'm allowed to swear on here, right? Oh, fucking girl. A. Good. <laughs> I am ready. Everything. All right. So we start with the fact that she's 19. Mm -hmm. Her boyfriend is 21. um, And her question is, after two months of dating, do you think that it was too early for them to have sex? I think it depends on the context. How well well did they connect? Mm -hmm. Um, How often did they see each other? How uh, does she feel like she knows him enough? Was she there? Or was he there? Do you know what I mean? Were they there together? I think it's a lot of different... A lot of different things that come to play. Two months in general, though. What do you think? How many? How many? How many? How many dates do you go on in two months? I. That's that's another question. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, I personally don't. I don't understand time in that yeah. kind of concept. Like, I feel like you could meet somebody, and on the same day of meeting them, that you could have such a deep connection yeah. that you could sleep with them. You could have sex. But um, also just to jump forward to like her understanding of sex, I think that's where the problem lies and why she's asking the question of, is two months too soon? Mm, or about uh, in her having to enjoy it at some point. Yeah. I'm like, a lot of it is very convoluted. I think we need to like, 
cool. Yeah, and start back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the thing with understanding sex is you don't need the internet so much. Yeah, it's sex is a very personal thing, and it's the way you feel about your partner that should dictate how long it takes for you to sleep with that person. Agreed. We have been raised in such a really like rigid setting, very um, con con. What's the word I'm looking for? Con. Conservative. Conservative. <laughs> In a very like conservative situation where our parents were just like, you can't have sex with anybody yeah. until you get married. And all of those things come to play when, when you're trying to judge the time between you should have sex with somebody. I don't think two months is too short. I absolutely don't think you should pressure yourself about that. If you have no regrets as to why you slept with him, then you shouldn't question mm. that. I think you should, in, in, you should trust yourself and like who you were mm. in retrospect to be like, okay, I made the right, like the right decision then. Um, but I also think it's, it's odd that she's asking the question based on gender as though there's a, a difference in, in emotional need or physical need. I feel like generally everyone probably wants a good lay, yeah. but uh, I don't think it has anything to do with whether he's a man or a woman. I think so too. Um, and also, I don't think men need sex. And I think you should honestly stop fooling yourself into thinking that men need sex. Human beings need sex, some more than others. So maybe your partner and you are not on the same level sexually. Yeah. Libidos are completely different. They're yeah. just ingrained in you. Some people want to have sex once a month and they're completely satisfied. Some people twice a day. I'm the latter, but let's say four <laughs> times. <laughs> right there. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't think uh, it's it's like forcing yourself to have every meal with someone else when someone else is more hungry more often. Yeah, or it eat the same amount. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't make uh, much sense. How do you feel about like time though? Like, what is it for you in terms of like how long it would take you to sleep with someone? It could range from like uh, you meet and the next day you're kosh. And uh, 10 years down the line, you're like, oh, wait, I'm comfortable now. I really depend. It really depends. If you're sitting across from someone and you look at them and you feel like, holy shit, I'm completely comfortable with everything, mm -hmm. then go for it. I don't think, even if it's like a, a friend or someone that you went on a date on, I don't even think uh, the relationship has to be exactly romantic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything genuinely depends on, on your connection. So two months, I think based on what she said so far, that they're actually dating, I feel yeah. like you've made the right choice. Yeah, absolutely. It's completely up to you and whatever you're comfortable with. I agree. Um, second question, my boyfriend is always ready and uh, he needs sex, yeah. So we did touch on that a little bit. Uh, I, I need sex. <laughs> like, it's a need. Yeah. And I'm a female and I'm completely comfortable with the fact that I need it and yeah. that I feel like sometimes I'm going to die if yeah. I haven't had it because like now I feel like I haven't had sex in forever. I feel like people don't speak about how cunty you get if you don't have enough sex. It's like when you quit smoking, which I recently did. Yeah. Toughest thing Ever. When something is taken away from you and it's usually your source of happiness or excitement or anything along those lines, you can just kick children for fun. Yeah. Yeah, but no, but yeah. But don't do that. <laughs> yeah. but you get the need to. Yeah. I, I get really cranky. Yeah. I, I get angry with people and I can't function and I can't work and I have to, honestly, I'm just like, I go into my black book and start calling exes. I'm just like, <laughs> 
so just are you afraid this afternoon? There's nothing wrong with a little bit of a lap of honor. Like, <laughs> is, is that what you're called? That's what it's called. Yeah. I love it. Right? Yes. Yeah. It is cardio. Yeah. But um, you definitely have to be on the same page. Um, and the thing about him feeling like he's getting satis- that you're getting satisfaction from somebody else is an insecurity that's not based on sex. Usually if your partner thinks that uh, you're sleeping with someone else... That is that what, what uh, she was implying. implying? She says, I feel like it might make him undesired or might make him think that I'm getting satisfaction from someone else. I think if you're looking at a relationship long-term, there's going to be points where your libido is higher than his. And then imagine your partner feeling like he has to do something for you. Mm. Even the sex wouldn't feel right. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So just switch around the positions and think, like, if it was happening to him, how would you feel? Blah, 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 blah. You'll get to a solid conclusion. Yeah. And don't ever put yourself in a situation where you feel like you have to have sex because of him. You should only ever have sex when you want to. And even if that's an argument that you have with your partner, then let it be an argument. But don't, like, succumb to, oh, my gosh, I have to do this for him. Yeah. That's not cool. My question is, like, what would happen, like, let's say you're together and five, six years down the line, something happens where someone is really sick and they can't have sex for months on end. You're not going to force yourself then. Do you know what I mean? You just have to kind of learn to align yourselves in certain ways that it works for both of you. Yeah, I agree. And Tracy, you did mention somewhere that for future, you said for future relationships. Yeah, this, yeah, that was another, (laughs) another, uh, another point is that, um, don't be so quick to run out of this one because you have this one problem. Mm. But at the same time, if it feels like the problem is more than this, then freely, you know, run away but uh it's very odd that that's your train of thought yeah right unless she's quite clear that this is not i mean also yeah. we have to keep in mind that she's 19 she's 19 but I, also we have to keep in mind that some people at 19 are the most mature and the most um ready for commitment i, I definitely true. wasn't you know yeah, what i mean you still but, aren't yeah <laughs> most certainly <laughs> i said this to someone the other day i'm like i play this game where the floor is lava but in my mind the floor is commitment uh-huh. I'm just like, don't do it. Just jump from couch to couch, girl. You're going to be okay. Says the girl in a long-term relationship. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, but I, it's not even about maturity for me. It's time. Mm. Um, especially, I feel like when I was younger, like when I was 19 or in my early 20s, that it felt like this was it. And it also felt yeah. like I knew everything. Yeah. So um, a lot of the time you're trying to like understand the whole world in one sitting when things are going to take time for you to understand like sex and intimacy is not something that you will google and learn now or that you'll understand in your current relationship but it's a build-up of situations and a build-up of relationships that help you understand your sexuality and your intimacy more Mm. um i think you with regards to like sex just basically sex i think you also need to i think it's important to learn to be sexual and intimate with yourself yeah to know the things that you like and then be able to share those things with another person yeah i think uh, sex and uh masturbation can serve you in very different ways much like if i hang out with a group of people or one of my friends i feel a certain way and if i allocate time to myself i'm like oh this is me this is who i am do you know what i mean yeah it feels very different i feel like it's necessary it's not an alternative uh, but it 
I, do you see where I'm coming from? Yeah. It's not like if I, if I don't have sex, then I'm going to masturbate and it's going to be okay. I feel like it should be a balance of both all yeah. the time. Yeah. And, and there is literally having two different relationships. Yeah. You have your relationship with your partner and then you have your relationship with yourself and one doesn't override the other yeah. or take away from take the away. other. Take away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine and I, I was talking about how... Um, it was just like a light conversation. I was like, oh my gosh. And I think we had finished recording a podcast and I was like, okay, now I'm going to masturbate. And she's like, but you're a man. Aren't you going to have sex with him? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do both. <laughs> okay. It's literally like saying, I'm going to have a scoop of ice cream now. They're like, but aren't you going to have ice cream later? Who doesn't want two scoops? <laughs> Exactly. Don't lie to me. <laughs> exactly. I, uh, I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine, and she told me that uh, she was home and she was bored and she came back early from work. So she masturbated like three times. And when her boyfriend came home, he was like, well, you didn't leave anything for me. And she's like, I can go again. Yeah. And I had a ball before, so I don't see what the issue is. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's different for men, though. Yeah. I think oh, when it comes sure. to masturbation, it's different for men. Yeah. Men are more likely to finish. That's that's why guys are like, you didn't leave anything for me. Because yeah. when they're done, they're like done yeah. a lot of the time. And they don't want to go again yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with women, it's just like, ah. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a little roller coaster. Just give me five seconds (laughs) to breathe. A deep breath and then you're good to go. This is why I say uh, people should respect vaginas. Because you know when people say grow some balls? I don't understand that phrase. Because even Betty White. You know Betty White, right? Yes, I do. Of course you do. So she says uh, you should tell people to grow a vagina because that thing can take a pounding. Yes. I've heard. I've seen that. Right? Yeah. It's ready to go always. Exactly. It birthed you. It birthed you. Buddy. So um, the first question that she had asked was about time, yeah. and uh, this is something that's been weighing on me for my, for like I'd say a decade. Okay. Let's start here. One of my best friends. Hopefully she'll never listen to this because she will murder me. <laughs> uh, now she like has had sex once or twice. Let's say. Okay. Look at me. Do I look like I'd have friends that are under the age of eighteen? No. Mm -hmm. So she's a fully grown woman Mm -hmm. and um, she's indulged in sexual activity and was like, fuck it. No, I don't want this. And here's the reason why. Uh, She had a shit relationship and then it went down to, she was in in London and she met this guy and for the first time she's very picky. She's like, oh my God, this dude is so attractive, right? She takes him home and uh, this is so vile. So she takes him home and they're in their Halloween costume. Everything's getting like hot and heavy and she was on her period So he whips out her tampon and throws it across the room. She puts her pants back on and she goes, get the fuck out. And that was in 2011. It's 2017 and she hasn't had sex since then. And I feel like it's one of, yeah, yeah. You see that face? That's me every day, (laughs) all the time. And uh, so she uh, she hasn't had sex since then. And um, she's just afraid to get back on the horse. with everything, so with dates, with even a holding someone's hand, with making out, I think she's forgotten what it's like to feel like pleasure physically, uh, and she doesn't masturbate either. She doesn't want to get to know her body. So I don't know where this fear is stemming from, or whether or not it is a fear. But I need answers because I've tried everything. I've had diagrams, I've pointed out to general areas, and been like, just you know, wiki wiki DJ that part, you'll be okay. I've tried everything. So she was having sex before. Yeah, she she had sex before, I think once or twice, and she was seeing this guy, and he cheated on her, and then it kind of just fizzled from, yeah. from there. I feel like that situation with the tampon removing thing is not the prop, was no, not the problem. No, 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 that's just like a giggle worth thing, but like, 
I don't know if it, do you think it's emotional and it's beforehand? Definitely. Uh, something, I mean, something may have happened to her when she was younger. I don't know if that's a story. Yeah. Um, but a lot of women who refuse to be intimate or refuse that part of them, a lot of them suffer, it's almost like PTSD yeah. of sorts. And it's, it could be abuse. Yeah. Or it could be like that talk that your mother gives you that is deeply embedded in your brain. That you should like, be ashamed. Yeah. And and I mean, there's most of our shame, most of our fear we learn from our parents and yeah. from our environments growing up. So a lot of it is from the church or from like our religious backgrounds and mm. all of the things that we're told that we shouldn't do, especially as women. Yeah. So I think that she might have a lot of that baggage that she's carrying with her into the bedroom. Yeah. And it's something that she kind of needs to let learn go. to let go of. But then I also wouldn't know how to tell her. Usually my answer to things like those is like, I think you need to see a therapist mm. because you need to be able to let go of things like that. And I think, you, I think she needs to see a sex therapist particularly. It's not, because in my, I, I'm the only one concerned. Like no one else, everyone else seems to think that it's normal, but for some reason it's just stuck with me. I'm like, that's a really long time to go without any kind of content, not even sexual, but like emotionally. What if she's thing. asexual? Because that's also not that. a thing that that people talk about because it's almost like a shame. Yeah, asexuality is a thing that never crossed my mind. Yeah, so it's possible that it's something that she doesn't want to share with anybody or that something that she doesn't understand yet. Yeah. Because maybe she does understand it and she doesn't want to share it or maybe she doesn't know it. Maybe. But she's she's possibly asexual and she's not interested in having sex with anybody. Maybe she's interested in um, in dating people, yeah. but she's um, too scared to date people because she doesn't want to have to explain yeah. her ex- asexuality to anybody. Dude, that would make so much sense. Yeah. Yeah, the mo- I'm having an epiphany. Can you tell? <laughs> yes, like, I can see. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is a is a legit answer. Yeah. Holy moly. And there's groups of people. I mean, um, the LGBTQIA has have now added the A. Mm right at the end so yeah. that it in, includes asexual people because the the rainbow pride does had never included them before it was just about like queer people yeah and but now it's all inclusive what uh, do you know more about asexuality i'm very i mean all i surface. know is that um it's just people are not sexually um are not sexually attracted to either gender. Yeah. Um, they do have relationships. A lot of asexual people have relationships with asexual people, mm-hmm. which is kind of hard to... It's a harder person to find yeah. than finding a transgender or an intersex or a gay person. Asexual people are, I think, the minority of the minority. And um, then then you find an asexual person, then you have to find somebody that you're interested in or attracted to mm. and not physically, and then just sort of live your lives together and not having sex. Pe- asexual people just don't have... They don't touch themselves. They're not yeah. sexually inclined in any way. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I know other people that live that way. Um, it's a group of human beings that are like yogis, uh, but in every sense... Like, they don't have any sex, uh, but they are with other people, and they kind of live side by side together, loving each other, but from afar. Yeah. It's such a weird and wonderful way. If you look in on it, yeah. it's kind of just, like, perma-peaceful. Yeah. Not for me, obviously, but, no, like, no, no. I we can No, 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 we are very it. sexual beings. Yeah. We're, we're just, like, no, that's not, a, that's not our story. Yeah. Ours is, like, we're the extreme opposite. Yeah. Yeah, but it's possible that that's what it is, and maybe you might want to have a conversation with her about, like, looking more into it. There's There's groups... 
there's there's ways in which she can learn there's yeah. people she can connect with and there's people who can help her is she in Kenya? No. Better. Yeah. <laughs> only, yeah. Only because you need to be able to talk to somebody who is open-minded. Yeah. Enough to be able to understand your situation. But yeah, it's stuff that you can find online. Do you what? what do you know what the statistics are in terms of asexuality? Because no. I feel like it's not brought up enough. Is it really low? Or yeah, because that's what I was saying. They're the minority of the minority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the statistics are really low. And then also, I think there's taboo surrounding it because. Here we are talking about people needing to be more sexual, be more yeah. open about their sexuality, speak more, like, you know, tell your partner how you feel, da-da-da. And so this is all she's probably hearing, like, oh, the movement of women and sexuality and sex positivity and all of that. Mm. But then it's just like, oh, but I'm not that. Yeah. Oh, that must be awful. Yeah. And then, and then have nobody maybe that she trusts enough to tell how she just, how she really, really feels mm. in order for them to come back and say, honey, you might be asexual. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell you how that chat goes. Yeah. And try and be as uh, sensitive and informative as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I've never met an asexual person. Or we think. We think we've yeah. never met an asexual person. Yeah. yeah. That I know of, I guess. That's how the sentence goes. Yeah. If there's anyone out there who knows that they are asexual or know somebody that is and wants to come and talk about it, then Nadia and I, I think we'd be interested in having that conversation, yeah? Yeah, the only requirement in terms of attire, apparently, is pajamas. Yeah, you have to come in PJs. Yeah. Love your PJs, boo! <laughs> That's actually pretty much it. She just wanted to understand, like, a deeper meaning for sex. Sex is the most wonderful thing, to be completely honest, and I have had all sorts of sex you're being so honest <laughs> that your eyes have to be closed yes because <laughs> I'm, I'm just like they all fl- flashed in front of me like all of them it's just an odd like orgy meditation <laughs> yes. you're so in it and um the best sex that i've ever had has been with somebody that i was really um feeling yeah. it was more about the connection between me and that person i didn't get that one you know when you're younger and people say you have to be in love and you're like okay yeah you're just trying to kill my vibe yeah. right now but yeah. it genuinely is yeah. and the the when you're with someone for such a long time you get to push boundaries mm-hmm. and eventually like moons from when you met you're like oh my god this is what I wanted and this is what I wanted from you you know what I mean so I feel like one night stands can serve you for so long yeah and And they can be just as good yeah and um I'll give you an example I used to sleep with this guy the sex was amazing but he was the most boring guy (sighs) How does that happen? You know, I, I didn't even understand it. I, I'm still trying to figure that out. Because so I met him, and then we went out on a date. Mm-hmm. He took me out for dinner. He was so boring. I don't even know why I slept with him. <laughs> I don't even know why. But I was just like, then he was like, hey, you want to come over to my house for a drink? I was like, sure. Yeah, so your Wi-Fi was down that day. So yes, like, oh must have been. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, we had a drink, and then we just started making out. His kissing was good, which is why I think I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, I'll give it a shot. And then we had sex, and it was so good. It was so good. I was just like, wow. Have you ever had the opposite situation where, like, oh, like you I've had have... more of the opposite situation. Yeah. These ones are rare. These ones are the rare ones. Yeah. you got a unicorn right there. <laughs> yes, exactly. What? The life of me, I can't remember his name. And he he never lived in Kenya, so he used to come, like, maybe once every, like, six months. Pun intended. And then he'd be like, yes! <laughs> And then he'd call and he'd be like, so do you want to do dinner? And I was just like, can we skip the dinner? 
Yeah. I could just come to your house. Like, yeah. we don't have to do that. Oh, like, I'm just eat things off his body. Yeah, like, and exactly. call it dinner. Yeah. And it was just like a perfect agreement. And when we were done, I would leave. And, like, I wouldn't call even and say thank you or whatever. It's just like the sex was just magical. I you gotta take you? advantage of that. Also, I have to say that in terms of uh, relationships, sex is so magical uh, in, in and out of relationships, but also the most difficult thing to navigate through. Only because when you are in a monogamous, I was gonna say monotonous, Freudian slip. Mon- <laughs> <laughs> Must oh, when you are in a monogamous, monotony. Monotony. Yep, yep. When you're in a monogamous <laughs> relationship, um, you cannot look at one person and say, you will have to give me everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, emotionally, you can lean on your friends and family for like an intellectual conversation. Obviously, there's other people, but just the physical part, mm-hmm. you have to lean on one person, which is why I think it's so difficult to be like, he wants it, but I can't give it to him. But should I give it to him or should I not? It's it's a very tough decision uh, and a t- very tough thing to go through because yeah. that's the one thing that you can't be like, okay, go to someone else because you're fucking annoying me with this right yeah. now. Which you know? is why I don't agree with monogamy. Yeah, monogamy doesn't make sense at all, to be <laughs> honest. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I've said this before. I identify as polyamorous. Yeah. So, yeah, I just don't understand... I don't understand it. But also, it takes a lot of time to get to the point where you understand that your partner can't give you everything. Yeah. I think if, you, if that w- that's your initial thought, then you take away room for immense disappointment that's so unnecessary. That is... You are so smart. Thanks, girl. You is smart. You is kind. <laughs> yeah. You is important. I don't know if I'm the girl from uh, The Help or I'm DJ Khaled at this point. You know, uh, he, have you ever seen his like uh, Instagram? Yeah, yeah or, with like, his baby. Is that the one? Oh, I, I he's like he, he. He's like you are a mogul. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, you're self-made. I'm just like that child is not self-made. <laughs> you can't say to a child no. you're self-made. He's just literally like, the smartest human being alive. If you think about it, because I checked yesterday, and his kid has 1.1 million followers on Instagram. That is like college tuition. That is just life money in yeah. general. Because if that kid takes a picture wearing Pampers. Done. Done. Like, think about that. Yeah. I wonder if Blue Ivy has an Instagram account. 100% no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce are too classy for that. Yeah. I would say. Okay, so Mm. maybe because just to to get the listeners to get to know you better, Mm -hmm. you can tell us a little bit about your podcast. A little bit about my podcast. Um, so I have a podcast called Cut the Foreplay. Yum. And it's supposed to be a no bullshit approach to conversation. Okay. And that's essentially it because I worked in radio for four years and I found that you had to edit yourself a lot. Um, and radio in general in Kenya is very like, if you come home and your husband is there and you live with your little, and it's very gender based and it's always about women and this and that. And I'm like, sometimes it's just a conversation. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you can skip through all of that jazz and just be like, this is what it fucking is. Yeah. Yeah. So. And actually, your podcast is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Stop it. So, guys, please check out Cut the Foreplay. I'm going to put a link in the description box below so you guys can click on it and just listen. Yeah. Awesome. That was Did like, I do well? Was I a person? I'm giving you an A. Yes. Yeah, that was like really quick and painless. Good. Yes. 
Thank you. Okay, guys, if you have questions, um, we do have new um, social media handles. So we're now the Spread Pod on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. And if you have any questions, we also have a new email address, which is host at thespreadpodcast.com, and we'll answer your questions. We're very happy to do that. And we'll catch you next time.